Sacred Space on West Limerick 102. So welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space here in West Limerick 102. My name is John Keeley. Thanks a lot for joining us again and staying with us this morning. This being the month of October, we thought we'd, we'd devote a programme to the Rosary this particular week. Uh, we've got joining us on the other end of the telephone, Father John Walsh, who's a Dominican, and he's going to speak to us about the Rosary Apostolate. So, Shane... Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a few things there we can ask Father John to find out a little bit more about the Sure, rosary. no problem, John. As people probably are aware, as we've mentioned a couple of times on the radio programme, October is the month of the Rosary, so we thought, who better to come on and talk to us than a Dominican? And in particular, we approached the Domin- Dominican, who has the joyous task of heading up the Rosary Apostolate in Ireland, which is Father John. So, Father John, I suppose the question would be, in this day and age, what is the point of the Rosary? To say what's the point of the rosary is, the, mm. as we Dominicans would say, what is the point of the gospel even? Mm-hmm. Because the rosary is the gospel on, str- on a string, basically. It's, it's the life of the Lord, his, his joyful life, his sorrow, and his glory. It's the compendium of the whole gospel, all on a string. Mm. Or the gospel unread, but actually meditated on beads. So it's, it's the Bible on a string, basically. So to say that it's irrelevant or it's not modern is to even put the gospel itself onto a shelf, you know. So it's it's actually the gospel prayed physically, meditated, mm-hmm. contemplated in the heart. So it, it's it, it's the life of the Lord before us, but prayed on simple beads. That's what it really is, you know. Uh, in terms of, I suppose, um, the history of the Rosary, of course, there is a bit of a dispute, of course, between yourselves and the Carmelites in this regard, I think, isn't there, as to where the Rosary came from? <laughs> well, we were founded before the Carmelites. <laughs> and we reformed the Carmelites in the 15th century. I'm sure the, Carmel- sure the Carmelites would agree with that. <laughs> we keep going. <laughs> we, we were founded in, uh, in, in 12... This next year is 800th anniversary of the mm-hmm. Dominicans. Um, the rosary, the scapular was given to the Carmelite order, uh, the brown scapular, but the, the rosary itself was given to our father, St. Dominic, during the time of the Albigensian heresy, which he was trying to defeat through simple preaching. Mm. And Our Lady, according to tradition, appeared to him in a forest in France, and he was very down himself because he felt he wasn't getting through to these Albigensians who, who denied that the incarnation, the incarnation of Christ, that Christ could take on human flesh. And Dominic preached that God loved the world so much that he took on the human flesh. Therefore, God knows what it's like to be a human. Mm. And they denied that, said, no, it must have been only a spirit. It could not have taken human flesh. It was an image of him, but actually couldn't have been. So Dominic was a preacher of the incarnation from the very beginning. He was mm. defending that Christ had a human heart, a human mind, human eyes, but yet was divine. And that's where the rosary comes into. The rosary is a preaching of the incarnation from the moment of the Annunciation to the coronation of our Blessed Lady at the very end. So it's the whole life of the Lord that, yes, God came on this earth, walked this earth in his feet. So Dominic preached that, and we know, therefore, it's so much part of our Dominican charism, is preaching the incarnation. Yes, God loves us so much because he understands what it's like to be a human which is, is a real scandal to our modern world because we prefer God to be at a distance. But with the Lord Jesus himself, he comes in the human flesh. So we can no longer say to him, you, know, you don't know what it's like down here. Mm. He says, I know better than you. And his life is left to us as a pattern. There is joyful, there is sorrow, mm. and then there is glory. We all have joy, and the joy gives us strength to live through sorrows if we have the Christian faith. And the sor- well, I suppose two things that have just struck me there, I suppose. Mm. While... Yes, there is a almost um, 
it's interesting how heresies kind of repeat themselves in some ways, Absolutely. in that you know, there's, there's a tendency to almost deny the humanity of, of Jesus yep. in, some, in some corners, but also there's also kind of a, an impetus out there to say, well, Jesus was just a holy man. He wasn't yeah, really God true. either. But Jesus never says in the gospel he was mm. a holy man. He never says he was a teacher. He never says he was a nice guy. He never called himself a prophet. He only mm. calls himself one thing, mm-hmm. son of God. Now, you have to take that or like it, or hate it. And that's mm-hmm. all he says about him. The world says other things, but the Gospels just say one thing. He never denies who he is. He says, I and the Father are one. Now, you can take it or like it, one or the other. Okay. He therefore is God, and we have a choice either way. And that's why he says to St. Peter in the Gospel, who do you say I am? And that's a real question for our modern world. Is he the nice guy? Is he a teacher? Is he just kind of every time? But Jesus never says that. He says, I am God. If he's not God, well... It's the basis of our faith, isn't it? Exactly, and I suppose one of the things, one of the one of the things I suppose that people would might say about the rosary is that for many people, it's um, the whole thing of, of of praying it, you know, and the yeah. structure of it in many respects. It's interesting, actually. I hadn't quite realised that that while the 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 the, the rosary before the the, the additional. Um, Mysteries put in by Pope John Paul uh, mm-hmm. II, the 150 uh, Aves and Paters, Hail Marys and Our Fathers, mm-hmm. was, was uh, kind of to represent the 150 Psalms. Is that yes, true? Yes, that's, that's its basis. Mm-hmm. And its basis of counting it, which began in Ireland and in, and Ireland and in the Desert Fathers, was mm-hmm. using stones to count out the 150 because some monks couldn't read. Mm-hmm. Therefore, they would recite 150 Our Fathers. And it was called the Pater Prayers. Mm-hmm. That developed then with the Psalms, the tradition of the 150 Psalms, mm-hmm. and this counting of beads and counting of stones to keep this rhythm. And it was the whole thing of, I suppose, as we say, it's repetition leading us deeper and deeper into a mystery. If you constantly repeat something, it's constantly growing on us. We're constantly getting to know the word, and the words themselves become part of us. So it's, it's very deep within in the human psyche to count things and to keep a record of things. I suppose it's just the kind of minds we have. But it's based, it's based is on, and it's what is called Our Lady's Psalter. The Psalter is 150 psalms. Mm-hmm. The, the rosary is known as Our Lady's Psalter. It's Mary's special um, way of praising God, because the psalms are the prayers of Christ himself. He mm-hmm. prayed those, he knew them off by heart as a Jew. And this is Our Lady's special Psalter. It's, it's actually Mary's thoughts. It's Mary's heart. It's what she was thinking. It's, it's the life of her son what she's thinking about. And what we do is we actually pray with the mother. And you say, Mother, open your heart. We want to see into your heart. We want to see what's in you. As, as our own parents would do, they think about the life of their children. They think about the mysteries of their children's lives, the times from their baptism onwards. And if you ask any mother, she can trace the life of each of her children and what they did and what they didn't do. And if they got lost or they, their first day in school, the communion confirmation, mothers remember these mysteries. Our two fathers. And what we do with the rosary is you're sitting with the mother and you're saying, tell me about your son, because I know his mysteries will give me life. Father, can I just come in there? Um, you know, you were just just speaking there about mysteries. So we have two sort of elements. We have the Our Father, 10 Hail Marys, per, per decade. Yeah. And in each decade then we have a mystery. Can you just go through those with us, please, in terms of the joyful and the sorrowful and the, yeah. well, the, joyful and the reasons? The, the joyful mysteries they begin with they're all they're all based in the gospels mm. so you have say the annunciation you have the visitation you have the nativity of the lord 
you have the finding in the temple, the presentation and the finding. Now, those are what we call the joyful ones, Mary's joys. So these are the happy moments, even though those moments are tainted with difficulties. Like, the Annunciation wasn't an easy thing. It's not an easy thing for a young 14-year-old girl to just suddenly to become the mother. It's not easy to lose a child in the temple. It's not easy to be born in a stable. It, wasn't, it surely wasn't what we would want for the Son of God. So they're tainted with difficulties, but yet because of saying yes at the very beginning for Mary, when she said yes, this is the patch it, 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 it takes for itself. And yet we find answers to a lot of our troubles, even in those joys. The Annunciation, to make a difficult decision, I have to make a decision today. I said, oh, how am I going to say yes to this? There is a perfect mystery for that. Mm. The visitation is human charity. I have to go out to my neighbor. Once I have said yes to God, it mu- I must respond as a Christian. Mary goes to Elizabeth and responds with joy. says, with haste she went with joy. The nativity, it, it's it's beautiful mystery that God will be born in the darkest places. And in the darkest moments of our life, God will be born if we open the door to him. Mm. If you then look at the presentation, a sword, Mary, will pierce your own soul too. Every mother and father know what it's like to have their heart broken. And that's basically what that sword is. Mary, this child will break your heart. We know that at Calvary, it broke her heart. The, the finding of the child Jesus in the temple, what parents know about losing their children? I mean, not just physically losing them, but also through death, also through children not talking to their parents. In that mystery, it's so rich, it, it pulls out so many answers for people said, yes, Mary, you understand my heart. You understand what's going on in my life at this time, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the same then when you go into the mysteries of light, you know, the baptism of our Lord in the Jordan. He's been revealed. This beloved, Listen to my son. Behold my son. We are all baptized. Therefore, it's reminding us of that great gift when we were brought into the church. The miracle of the wedding feast to Cana, that ultimate trust in God, you will provide. Mary says, do what he tells you. It's also mm-hmm. the beautiful sacrament of marriages in there. Then you have the proclamation of the gospel and the call to repentance. Our Lord preaching, each Christian as a preacher, we must constantly tell others of our faith, but it's also to repent. Our Lord says we must repent of our sins. So there are two sacraments. You have their repentance as well. You have the baptism. You have marriage. Then you have the transfiguration. Our Lord goes up on the mount and his divinity is allowed to be seen. There are moments in our life when we don't feel God is present or near us. And the apostles weren't ready for that. And suddenly he just gives them a glimpse. So in life we get little glimpses of heaven. Then you have the beautiful Eucharist, the Eucharist and the priesthood. Mm. Two institutions at the same time. The importance of our Lord's words, this is my body, that great mystery of faith, this is my body. And then do this in memory of me. So we have the ordination there. Transfiguration as well, we believe, as religious, as religious priests and brothers. That's our mystery the people who contemplate God on the mountain. So you have all of that beauty there in the mysteries of light. Then you have the sorrows. The Lord is abandoned in the garden. How many of us have been abandoned by friends? How many of us have been let down by friends and family, feel alone in the world and lonely? Then you go into the next one. The Lord is crowned with thorns. How many of us are the agony at the, at the, at, at the pillars, the other one? How many of us are inflicted by, by sicknesses? We're scourged, we're accused in the wrong. That, that's really there. Then you have the Lord crowned with thorns. I always think of mental illnesses. People fear of anxieties and fear. Our Lord knows what's going on in our heads because he was crowned with crown. The carrying of the cross to give us the strength to carry whatever burdens are in the day. And then the crucifixion. We all face the crucifixion. We all will face a death and it's the only journey we can make alone. The thing is, as a good Christian, Our Lady stands with us. Our Lord is actually on the cross. It's not just a wooden cross. There's a human being with his arms outstretched for us. 
then you go into the glorious mysteries. You have the resurrection, the, ho- the, the hope that we have that when we close our eyes on this world, it is into heaven that our eyes will be opened because of Christ has passed through that lonely journey to the Father. The ascension, that we will rise with him. You go in then into the descent of the Holy Spirit. Mary is there with the apostles. She's keeping them together who were full of fear. And the Holy Spirit comes down like a great magnet and pulls them together as one. Then you have the glorious assumption of our Blessed Lady. That's the honor that is given to her, her body and soul, immaculately conceived, preserved free from all sin. And because of that, she's raised to the glory of heaven. Again, it's appointing us forward to heaven. And then the coronation is queen, queen of heaven, queen of earth, and mother of the church. That is not, it's the crown of thorns glorified that all of us have. And that's the promise. I mean, all of our human life is spanned out in those mysteries. Why? Because God has gone through it. God has lived it for us. Beautiful. And really, that's something now for us to take on board. And thank you so much for that. These are then divided up during the week. Isn't that right, Father? That's right. The, the joyful tradition is said on Monday, the sorrowful on Tuesday, and the glorious on Wednesday. Pope John Paul, the mysteries of light were never, they were offered to us, but they're, they're not necessary. They were, he, he left it open to us to celebrate them or not. And they're traditionally said on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. And on Friday, we go back to the sorrow, and on Saturday, joyful, and always glorious on Sunday. The rosary, uh, traditionally, when you look at Spanish Dominicans back in the 14th and 15th century, there was over 35 mysteries. Wow. And it was Pope Pius V, the Dominican Pope, who actually codified it down into the three sections. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was the Magi, there was the proclamation to the angels, there was the, 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 the woman at the well. All of these were mysteries that were there. And basically it was the gospel, constant stories coming out of the gospel. So, but it was Pope Pius himself codified it, because I mean, you'd have a string of beads that would go from all the way from Limerick to Dublin if you mm-hmm. put them all yeah. in, you know. And uh, I suppose one, one of the thoughts that comes to my mind sometimes, when I'm saying the rosary anyway, or praying the rosary, do I concentrate on saying the Hail Mary and count them and make sure I don't go wrong, or, or am I trying to, to to think about the mysteries and reflect on the mysteries? I think the beauty of it is that for some people, the con- Our Lady of Fatima, when she appeared, she says, keep me, keep my company while meditating on the mysteries. Keep me company. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it, the, the Hail Mary, the, the repetition of the Hail Mary, Hail full of grace, the Lord is with you. It, it, it's the gospel prayer. It's the gospel. It, it's not the church never made it up. It's the gospel. So you're using these words to Our Lady, if you wish to use it that way, and say, well, people say, oh, it's repetitious. And you say, no, well, how many times do we say, I love you to someone? Mm. You never get fed up of hearing that. No. A child never gets fed up of it. Mm. Therefore, you're reminding Our Lady constantly, hail full of grace. Surely a mother would love to hear that. She's heard it from the angel. Some people, it, the, the leading, the, the mantra of those prayers should lead us deeper. I always encourage people in the apostolate, is to use the little prayer books you get all over the place in our shrines now with little pictures of the mysteries. That helps the meditation. Mm. You can flip from one to the other. And, I mean, you're only a human. The human mind, St. Thomas Aquinas says, can only concentrate for the length of an hour father without being distracted. Therefore, mm. I don't think it, it, it makes much of a difference to God. Yes, if, if you're going around <laughs> thinking of your dinner in the middle yeah, of the yeah, yeah, mystery. Yeah. The thing is, you can go from the words into the mystery of the words and the idea is it's, it's like a river flowing a river has banks the banks guide the river yeah. the words are that which guides the river is the contemplation and the words are the banks that keep it flowing you can jump onto the bank for a while and have a rest there's no problem with it 
I like it. Father, you just mentioned there about the apostolate. What is what do you guys do with with the, with the Rosary Apostolate? The Rosary Apostolate and Confraternity was founded in the 15th century um, by Blessed Alan de la Rock, who was very famous. He wished to bring people together to say the Rosary, but the most important thing was to say one Rosary a week and to offer it as a spiritual communion to give it to what the Dominican Order has always called this confraternity. So the confraternity basically is thousands, it's the biggest confraternity in the church. It's thousands and thousands of people throughout the world offering one rosary for each other as members of a confraternity. So you're giving away, you're making this spiritual donation of your rosary every week for the confraternity as a body. So when you offer your rosary, you're sharing in the rosary of thousands of people from one end of the earth to the other, the spiritual benefits of that alone, of all that intercessory prayer, of one family. And it's it's not this, I'm praying this rosary for myself, I'm giving it away. It's true Christianity. But I'm giving it for others, and therefore you're sharing in it. We, so what we do is we enroll people in our confraternity. There's no signed signatures, there's no bank details, there's nothing. All people do is they send their name to the rosary of uh, confraternity. We enlist them, and all we ask, just say the rosary. You say the rosary and spread the rosary. You share in the spiritual benefits of the confraternity, but also in the prayers of all the Dominican members of the order, both the friars, the nuns, the sisters, and the lay Dominicans throughout the whole world. So you're receiving the masses that are said five times a year and the weekly masses that are said for our benefactors. So it's a spiritual family. It's a spiritual family that the only obligation is to say the rosary. Dominicans are preachers of the rosary. It's been entrusted to us by the popes and up to this day. So we have to preach the rosary, but we preach it based on the incarnation. So we're doing what our Father Dominic did. It's constantly encouraging the people to take up the beads, to keep Christ Jesus before our eyes. So our, our mission, really, as Dominicans is still defending the incarnation. In the, and the best way to do that for us is always by going to the Mother, because the Mother will teach us. The Mother, you take the Mother away from Christ, it's very hard to understand his humanity. Mm. And, she, and she is our great intercessor with us, you know. And if people wanted to contact um, the Apostolate Father? They can contact the, the Apostolate. Is, is based in 42 Parnell Square in Dublin 1. And uh, it's basically what we do is we, we receive it by letter or by email. And um, I will then return the letters. I, I send out a confraternity slip, enroll them. And the day they're enrolled, they receive immediate indulgence. And um, their anniversary, they receive another one for each year. And they were little, some, some, some members were a little gold rose, which we provide as well, so they can identify themselves. All those things are not even necessary. But what we do is the most important thing is that we enroll the names, and the names are sent to our generalists in Rome, where they're kept in the headquarters of the confraternity in the world. So therefore, if somebody was interested, 32 Parnell Square, Dublin, is that it? Is 42, it the, the Rosary Confraternity. 42, excuse me. Uh, Rosary Apostles and Confraternity, 42 Parnell Square, Dublin 1. And have you got a website, Father? We haven't got a website because we're trying to recover ourselves after a few burdens financially. So mm-hmm. we're, we're getting there. But we have a Facebook page as well, which is called Irish Dominican Rosary Apostolate. Okay. So maybe, Shane, maybe we can put up a few little... Yeah, we'll put up, a, we'll put up the link to that. No problem. And people can see it on the blog as well. That's great. Father, thank you so much for staying with us now. I mean, that, that was beautiful. Uh, and you'll stay with us for the gospel, please, Absolutely. for the gospel reflection? Absolutely. Okay. Um, what other piece of music can we play uh, at this particular stage but to take uh, some music uh, around the rosary? And this one is taken from Dana's album, Hail Holy Queen. And we'll play the first, uh, The Joyful Mistress. And this one is entitled The Rosary Song. So let's hear this.
Rosary is a prayer in which the Holy Spirit invites us to contemplate the life and mysteries of Jesus through the eyes of his mother Mary. Sacred Space on West Limerick 102.